It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Welcome back after a few days off. Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Uh, Happy New Year. It's been out a little bit. I think this is actually the first one of the year after taking some time off, but we're back to play a little bit of catch-up here with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Hopefully in the coming days we'll look at the offseason, you know, take a look at the offseason, look at the positions, kind of do some position outlooks, things like that, uh, and catch up on the news as the as the days go on. And, of course, we'll talk about free agency and the draft. We've got the Senior Bowl coming up next week. Shrine Game is this week, so a lot of action. We'll talk about the playoffs. But coming back to this podcast, the, there was one big story that has come out of the Panthers and it's something that I kind of really wanted to focus an episode on, almost kind of paying tribute, as it were. I wanted the next episode I upload to essentially be a tribute, so to speak, to Thomas Davis. As, of course, the news has come out over the last couple of days that... Thomas Davis essentially is done as a Carolina Panther. The Panthers have pretty much informed the longtime linebacker that he will not be back with the team in 2019. Now, there's no word, of course, as to whether or not Thomas Davis will still play. You know, of course, we know there was the uh, the worry of the retirement or whatever the case may be. But there's no word on that. But basically, it looks like a uh, Thomas Davis will not be back as a Carolina Panther. And obviously, it's it's an end of an era for really one of the greatest Panthers in franchise history. I mean, just look looking at the numbers and uh, a lot of the things he's basically. You know, he, he's basically rewritten the history book over his years it, with the Carolina Panthers. He's the all-time franchise leader in tackles with 1,174, though that very well could be uh, surpassed at some point by Luke Keekley. But for the moment, Thomas Davis is the all-time uh, leader in tackles. Uh, 164 regular season games played. That's the most by linebacker for the Panthers and fourth most among all Panthers. Uh, 146 regular season games started, third most in team history, and he's Carolina's all-time leader in as far as playing in 11 career postseason games, including, of course, the Super Bowl appearance in Super Bowl 50. Uh, They even... And, you know... You see this right on his biography, but it's just you know real nice numbers to look at. You look at his NFL rankings, uh, 998 career tackles according to Press Box, box statistics. You know whatever that case is, 
Uh, third among that ranks him third among all active NFL linebackers, and his 10 interceptions since 2012 is tied for the second most among linebackers. Number one is Luke himself, Luke Keekley with 15. Uh, he's a three-time Pro Bowler, uh, AP All-Pro once, made it to the Pro Football Writers Association All-NFC team once. Both of those were in 2015. Uh, 2014, Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Of course, we've had a couple Panthers do that. But 2014 was Thomas Davis. 2015, he won the Byron Wizer White Award, the Athletes in Action Bart Starr Award, and the and he was a finalist for the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year Award. And a couple other honors that he got were uh, he was NFC Defensive Player of the Month for November 2013, Defensive Player of the Week in the NFC Week 6, 2013, and in 2011 he won the Ed Block Courage Award. Uh, bottom line is, you know, this it, – it's been a joy to watch Thomas Davis all these years. I mean, just the simple fact that Thomas Davis tore – tore his ACL or suffered a torn ACL three times all, all in the same knee, the, you know, not, not just, you know, three torn ACLs, you know, two in one knee or one in the other. He's torn the same. Let, let me start that. Let me, let me, let me try that again. It's tripping over my words here. I'm sorry. To tear your ACL in the same knee three times is just, remarkable you know we we've seen players struggle after one torn acl but thomas davis has come back to do it three times and just to continue to play at the level that he had or that he has been over the last couple of years you know especially for his age i mean the guy is going to be 36 years old in march and he's still playing at the top level, you know. So I would not be surprised if he does play somewhere in 2019. It's just unfortunate that it will not be with the Carolina Panthers. But obviously, Panthers fans have to be very honored to have been able to watch the career of Thomas Davis, and you know. Even if he is playing for somebody else, we know how difficult it is to play for the same team for as long as Thomas Davis played for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you know, for, what, 14 seasons with the Panthers, or essentially spending 14 years with the Carolina Panthers. He, of course, was the 14th overall pick of the 2005 NFL draft. That of course was the draft that saw Alex Smith come out, who's still around, uh, DeMarcus Ware, Sean Merriman. I mean, that was a, you look back at the 20, that 2005 class, especially the linebackers, there were a lot of good linebackers taken again, just even just looking in the first round, you had DeMarcus Ware to the Cowboys. Uh, Sean Merriman 
drafted by the Chargers. Thomas Davis to the Panthers. Derek Johnson was drafted by the Chiefs, and we know he had a, a great run. Uh, Lofa Tatupu, if you remember him, a uh, good player for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Kirk Morrison carved out a pretty good career. He was drafted by the Raiders that year. I mean, so the, the top of the linebacking group was just incredible that year. And, you know, so the fact that Thomas Davis can kind of put himself with that group is is remarkable. And, and you know, really not many – that obviously not many of them are around. You know, DeMarcus Ware is done. Uh, Derek Johnson didn't play anywhere this year. You know, so Thomas Davis lasting as long as he had is is just remarkable. But um, you know, and, and it, it's just hard to put into words. I think at this point, what Thomas Davis meant to this franchise. You know, not not just with his play on the field, but you know. The Walter Payton Award is a testament to his work off the field, you know, and how how much he gave back to the community and how much the city of Charlotte or really the Carolinas, how much they not only how much Thomas Davis meant to them, but how much um, the the city and the states appreciated Thomas Davis you know it's just one of those natural strong relationships that you see in the NFL between the city and one of their star players you know it's he, he he's definitely going to be missed and you know it's it's definitely a uh, definitely going to be a, a void to be filled you know we kind of kind of saw some of the future of the linebacker position for the Panthers in terms of you know Jermaine Carter got a couple starts at the end of the season and placed in place of an injured Shaq Thompson so you know it's possible that Carter kind of takes over where Thomas Davis was next season so it's good that he got a little bit of that uh, starting experience but just the the veteran leadership and again just the on field and off field prowess that Thomas Davis brought is going to be extremely difficult to match for the Carolina Panthers and I know fans everywhere have really come out in support of Thomas Davis and you know Bottom line is we wish him the best of luck no matter where he goes, whether he does ride off into the sunset with retirement or whether he does give it one more go with another team. Uh, but if this is it for his career, or at least, you know, in terms of his final numbers with the Carolina Panthers, so 100 and... 176 career regular season games played 
and he started uh, 158 of them. So actually, excuse me, those, those numbers that that I looked at the website, uh, 164 and 146, are actually uh, not updated yet. So you know, pardon me for that. So the actual numbers would be 176 games played, 158 starts, 1,094 career tackles, plus 62. Uh, 62 postseason tackles, so that would be uh, 11.56. Though this is listed 11.56, but either way, um, 176, 176 games play. Excuse me, I'll 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 get there. <laughs> I'll get there. I promise. 176. Uh, career games played in the regular season, 158 of them started. 13 career interceptions, uh, 18 forced fumbles, 11 fumbles returned, or, or 11 fumbles recovered, excuse me. Uh, one career fumble recovery for a touchdown, that was back in 2016. 28 career sacks, although we finished with no sacks. In 2018, his career high was five and a half in 2015. Uh, 1,111 career tackles. So the tackle numbers is right because then you add the 62 from the or the 63 from the postseason that gives you the 1174. So 1,111 career regular season tackles, uh, 87 tackles for a loss, uh, 59 quarterback hits. So that's the regular season, and then. Uh, his career in the postseason, he played in 11 playoff games, started eight of them, two career sacks, 63 total tackles in those games. And uh, he did also, he was also credited with one kick return in 2015 for three yards. And again, that fumble recovery for a touchdown was the only time that Thomas Davis Ended up finding the end zone. Uh, but again, just the just the attitude that they brought every year and the level of competitiveness and the way he just kind of brought the best out of all his all his teammates, he will be missed. And um, thank you, Thomas Davis, for all you've done for Panthers Nation. And I'm sure I speak for everyone in Panthers Nation when I say we wish you the best of luck in whatever you choose to do from this point forward, whether it's retirement, go off into the sunset, or choose to play for a different team in 2019. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's a little bit. And then, you know, of course, in, in the coming days and weeks, we'll 
talk a little more about some of the stuff that's gone on with the Panthers, but I wanted to give that little bit of tribute to Thomas Davis. And I also want to kind of catch up a bit on what's been going on in the playoffs because we haven't really talked about them either. It's been certainly an interesting playoffs as they usually are. Uh, It's just hard to believe that we are now down to the final four. Uh, so So to kind of catch up since, of course, we haven't really gone through the playoffs much yet. So... The wild card round, you know, certainly saw some very, very crazy moments. I think none crazier than the uh, than the doink doink, as they called it, the missed field goal by Cody Parkey, which sent the Philadelphia Eagles to the divisional round as they held on to beat the Chicago Bears 16 to 15. But then, of course, the Eagles lost a heartbreaker in the divisional to the New Orleans Saints as of course the, the Eagles went off went out to a 15 nothing lead or excuse me 14 nothing lead and they never scored again that fake punt just ended up being all the difference it, it really was kind of the momentum shifter in that game and uh, the Saints went on to take full advantage of it scored 20 unanswered points and then Marshawn Lattimore picked off a pass that went right through Alshon Jeffrey's hands to seal the deal. So the Saints advanced to the NFC Championship game. Then you had the Dallas Cowboys, who won a tight battle in the wildcard round 24-22 to over the Seattle Seahawks before falling 30-22 to in L.A. against the L.A. Rams as the Rams' defense just shut down Zeke Elliott and they were able to get the running game going themselves, including former Panther C.J. Anderson really getting himself into the mix. Uh, so not really a huge surprise. A lot of people kind of expected this to happen after the two met in Week 9, and it will happen. We are getting the rematch between the Rams and the Saints in New Orleans again for the NFC Championship. Remember, the teams met back in Week 9. It was a 45-35 decision for the Saints. And and that game, of course, was the first loss of the season for the L.A. Rams. They had entered that game at 8-0. Now they meet again for a trip to the Super Bowl. Over on the AFC side, it started with the Colts. Just kind of all over the Houston Texans as that offense just continued to roll. And Houston just looked really sloppy for most of the game. Uh, 21-7 was the final there. But then the Colts just got schlacked in Kansas City as Patrick Mahomes just continued his dominating performance and the defense just swarmed Andrew Luck. So the Chiefs making some history this year. It's the first time ever that they will host the AFC Championship game. Uh, The other side of the bracket, essentially, you saw the Chargers go into Baltimore and... Dominate the early going, but then Lamar Jackson heated up a bit, and the Ravens made things interesting. But a sack late in the game uh, sealed the deal for the Chargers. They beat the Ravens, I believe. I believe it was what 23 to 17 was the score. 
The Chargers then went on to New England, and the Patriots just dominated that game. Remember, that game was 35-7 to at the half. In fact, I think the Patriots went, what, four? Their first four drives all ended in the end zone. Uh, Sony Michelle rushed for three touchdowns, 41-28 the final. So for the first time since 2015, a playoff that, of course, included the Panthers, the top four seeds in the playoffs all advanced to championship weekend. It will be the Patriots against the Chiefs and the Rams against the Saints. This Sunday, the NFC is first, followed by the AFC. For and by the end of the night Sunday, we will be set for Super Bowl 53 in New Orleans, or excuse me, in Atlanta. Too many Mercedes-Benz football fields, but Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. So for the Saints, it's a chance to go from Mercedes-Benz Superdome to Mercedes-Benz Stadium if they can get there. Uh, and I believe they my early prediction, and it was a, it was my prediction going into the playoffs. Uh, I predicted it will be the Saints against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, no reason for me to change that now. Uh, yes, I'm aware that it looks like it's going to be bitter cold in Kansas City. They're saying temperature at kickoff could be probably no more than 10 degrees. Uh, very possibly close to zero, and it sounds like there's a chance that you know during the game the temperature there could dip below zero. So it is going to be very frigid, but I'm going to say the Patriots still go into Arrowhead. You know, you, you just obviously there's a lot to like about both teams. Sunday is going to be an exciting game because. Not just the, the the top seeds on both sides, but you also have the four highest scoring offenses in the NFL playing this Sunday. That's the first time that ever happened. Uh, and remember, both these games are rematches. Saints beat the Rams 45-35 in Week 9, and of course, Week 6 was that epic Sunday night battle between the Chiefs and the Patriots, a game that New England won 43-40. to 40. So if those games are any indication, those scoreboards are going to be lit up on Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. But uh, I'm sticking with what I said a couple weeks ago, uh, and that it'll be the Saints against the Patriots. And then my pick from that point was the Saints over the Patriots, in the Super Bowl, it'll be Super Bowl number two for Drew Brees, who, by the way, just turned 40 years old. So it, so that that could mean we could have a Super Bowl of two quarterbacks, both 40 years of age or older. Wouldn't that be something to have 40-year-old Drew Brees against 41-year-old Tom Brady? And if you guys heard the news yesterday they finally made it official that maroon 5 i mean we've known for months that maroon 5 was going to be the halftime performer uh, they just were trying to get their guest performances or their their guest performers turns out it will be travis scott and big boy joining maroon 5 in the 
at the Super Bowl 53 halftime show. But it, it is hard to believe that this is it. We are down to just a couple couple games left in the NFL season. You have the two games Sunday, and then the Pro Bowl, and then the Super Bowl. And then it's basically on to 2019, where we, of course, know the opponents for the 2019 season. We knew... We already knew 14 of the games because of the rotation. We knew that the Panthers would be home and away against their division opponents, of course. You always have those six games, Falcons, Saints, and Buccaneers. Uh, it will be interesting, though, now with the Buccaneers, with head coach Bruce Arians. Uh, I think there's definitely a bit of a bright future now, at least short-term, with Arians and his offense coming to Tampa Bay. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, but we knew those six games were set. We knew the, the Panthers were set to play the NFC West next season. They'll be home against the Rams and the Seahawks on the road against the Cardinals and the 49ers. And they will play the AFC South. So that's the they'll be home against the Jaguars and the Titans on the road against the Texans and the Colts. So playing the Rams and the Saints means they'll see... Both NFC finalists, but neither AFC finalists. Those games we knew. It was just a matter of those two remaining games based on where the Panthers finished. And since they finished third in the division, it means they'll be home against the third place team in the NFC from the NFC East. That was the Washington Redskins. And on the road against the third place team from the NFC North, that being the Green Bay Packers. So the Panthers will be... Heading to Lambeau next year. Um, you know, early outset, obviously, pretty tough schedule. You're looking at, like I said, the, the two finalists in the NFC, the Rams and the Saints. And you're looking at uh, three other teams that also qualified for the postseason this season. The Seahawks, the Texans, and the Colts. And you're looking at a couple teams couple other teams that will be debuting new head coaches in 2019, both on the road, the Cardinals and the Packers. The Cardinals I'm very intrigued by with the Cliff Kingsbury hire. I don't know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad. Time will tell, but I'm very intrigued what Kingsbury can do after being fired from Texas Tech, hired as USC offensive coordinator, and then leaving that job to... I mean, you figure he, he resigned from the job because he knew he had something ready to go as far as the NFL went, and sure enough, he landed with the Cardinals. Uh, so I'll be very intrigued with that. And, of course, the Cardinals have the number one overall pick. We presume it's going to be Nick Bosa, unless they're blown away by an offer for someone maybe looking to trade up for a quarterback. So that'll be something to watch. And then the Packers hired Matt LaFleur as their head coach, the former offensive coordinator, of the Tennessee Titans. So it'll be intriguing to see what he brings to the table with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you have to figure they have a couple years left of Rodgers. You know, he wasn't in decline last year, but uh, hopefully with a fresh mind there in the fleur, uh, the chance to, you know, maybe it's one last chance to kind of revitalize Aaron Rodgers' career. 
But overall, again, obviously a lot of things can change. But at the outset, it's a it's a pretty tough schedule, but uh, certainly good that they have the Rams and the Seahawks both at home. So they at least don't have to make the travel and visit those teams. They have to make the travel. But again, they do have to travel out to Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, but they do – it does balance out a little bit in that – uh, the Texans and the Colts, a couple of the other playoff teams that they're going to meet, they are on the road against them. And we saw how improved both those teams are, especially the Colts. Uh, the Colts could very well be a popular pick to um, not only win the AFC South in 2019, but they very well could be a pretty popular Super Bowl pick next season, and I'm pretty tempted to make that pick myself. Um, you know, we we know the Chiefs are going to be around for a while. I think they've proved that, and you'll always have the Patriots as long as they have Tom Brady. But you look at this Colts team, and you saw the revitalization of Andrew Luck, who's probably going to win Comeback Player of the Year. You saw a team that really improved their offense and their defense. So really both sides of the ball um, as, as the season wore on. You know, Frank Reich, you could tell, has his hands all over this offense. And uh, Nick Sirianni did an excellent job with this defense, uh, turning them into a pretty good unit, one that's only going to get better. Uh, this is a team that saw two of their rookies both be named to the All-Pro team, Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard, of course, led the league in tackles this season. And, oh, by the way, they've got $120 million in cap space, and they've got two two of the top 34 picks and three picks in the top 60 in April's draft. So the Colts are really set up to really start to make a run uh, in the coming years, especially in 2019. So, you know, on paper, that that's going to be one of the more tougher games on the schedule for the Carolina Panthers is on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, we'll find out in April when these games will be played. Again, we know the where. The schedule release will simply... Fill in the when, you know, what week, what time, if the Panthers will get any primetime games. Uh, so, you know, that, that'll be that'll be something to watch over the next couple months. But again, we'll, you know, we'll talk about some of the other news in the coming days and weeks. We'll start looking at free agency and, and the draft and positional outlooks, um, you know, hoping, you know, still trying to figure a couple things out, but fingers crossed, still hoping to be down in Mobile next week for the Senior Bowl. Start to get a look at uh, those players there. And then possibly possibly the Combine in March. You know, certainly no guarantee there, but uh, definitely a possibility there. But a lot, lot coming, hopefully, over the next couple months as we really dig into this off season, since there really is no off season, it's just the non-playing season. 
Uh, but I think that'll wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. want to thank you guys, as always, so much for all your continued support. And remember to check out the, the podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes. And sorry for the constant um, dinging. That's just a couple notifications here. But uh, appreciate you sticking and staying with me. Um, like I said, I always enjoy talking Panthers football with you guys. Uh, you know, we'll... We'll obviously find things to talk about. There's never, there's never anything not going on. There, there'll be stuff to go through. So we'll be here throughout the non-playing season to get through the all these months. And before you know it, it'll be September and we'll have regular season football again. Uh, and of course, follow me on Twitter at bill underscore Setti. That's R I C C E T T E. Follow my work over at Panthers Wire, over at Bengals Wire. And over at Rocky Top Talk, if you are a college basketball fan, as I just posted my first 2019 bracket projection, uh, including, of course, a few teams from North Carolina, obviously in the field, as you know, you've got the kind of three-man weave, we'll say, I, I don't know, for lack of a better term, as far as the top Carolina teams, all doing well so far this season, Duke, North Carolina, and North Carolina State. All, all looking like they're going to be in contention. All like looking like they're going to be pretty good seeds in the NCAA in the NCAA tournament. So go check that out if you're interested. Uh, so with that, we'll get out of here. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Take care. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.